You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you're listening to the Burst Ball Scottish Football Podcast, episode number 112. I am your host, Hamish Carton. For this wonderful look ahead to another brilliant weekend of Scottish football action Minutes ago the studio was filled with wonderful talent But then Craig Gamble and Kieran Muir left In their place we have the Scraps We have Lewis Kemp How you doing Hamish? We have Ross Clark Delighted to be here Do you ever say anything else? No, I wouldn't want to let you down We have Ross's brother Johnny (laughs) Clark Ah, very, very good, Hamish. Delighted to be here, just as Ross's. Strange accent today, brother. Strange and a- we <laughs> have Callum Scott. Thrilled to be here. As oh, always. thrilled. Yeah, big thrilled. word. Mixing a big boy. Yes, um, on today's show we are going to be looking at all of the latest news from Scottish football, previewing in depth what may come over the next weekend or so. Guys, where will we start in our weekend pursuit? Should probably start reviewing well, the last night's yeah, game. Yeah. Okay, go for that then, guys. <laughs> Hearts Clark, what two, happened? Well, Hearts two, Rangers nil. A stunning victory for for Heart of Midlothian. Um, I think Rangers will be disappointed. I think this is the type of game that they'd be they'd be wanting to get at least a point from if they're wanting to finish second. Um, Hearts were good. Uh, they went and to be fair, to them scored two really good goals, two really well worked goals. First goal especially as a belter. Um, Johnson's wee flick in and then Patterson's ball to Muirhead was brilliant um, but no I thought Hearts were very well de- very deserving of their victory easy for me to say um, and if it is to be if it is to be Nielsen's last game then it's a, a fitting way to end Yes that's what Ross is saying exactly Callum a fitting way to end for Robbie Nielsen's time at Hearts Yeah well it's quite apt that his last game for Hearts his last competitive <coughs> game was obviously his first competitive game um, was Wrong was that not right? No, nah. Rangers eye, but it was a cup oh. game against East Fife. Oh, <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> <real> football here. <laughs> well, football. his league competitive debut. Yes, right. So, you that. There we go then. Obviously, fitting. It's obviously uh, begins and ends with famous victories against Rangers. East Fife. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, like I said, Hearts fans, strange bunch as we've said in regards to the Bears. Hmm. Some of hmm. them are. Pro Nielsen going, some of them want him to stay. I think if you look at his record, he's got a very good record there, especially what he's done. But, um, you know, I think he has taken them as far as he can go. Michael Stewart made the point that he's yet to win them a cup or take them a kind of semi-final, but I still think that they can maybe bring somebody else in and bring fresh ideas. But in the whole, very good uh, campaign for Robbie Nielsen. Yes, a very good time for Robbie Nielsen at Hearts. Um, at risk of upsetting those feeble Hearts supporters that we know very well, Lewis, um, don't take kindly to harsh words. Is it possible that this is actually a positive move, leaving Hearts to go to MK Dons? Well, also don't dress up as bears as well. That can maybe help. You won't be uh, slagged. But, um, no, I think... Uh, right, what? Right, hold on, let's explain minute. this. What? i seen the guy dressed right, up as a bear. The guy dressed up as a bear. <laughs> In the hearts then. Was there? Yes. You sounded a bit like Neil McCann there with that joke. Yeah, it, it was a pretty <laughs> poor joke. But uh, I, I, need, I needed to put it in there. So. It, was, it was a bit of work. Oh, oh, yeah. I was yeah. over that. Yeah, I just stole my thunder Aye, he's, 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 Aye. Aye. No, on, the, on the rebound, he nets. Yeah. In regards to your original question, though, um, 
Dang, you're asking about me, I die. No, I think it's, it's actually probably worked out quite well, I think, for both parties, um, in the sense that, you know, Nielsen can he take Hearts um, that much further, you know, as you said, maybe getting them to a semi or a cup or, you know, winning some trophies, maybe that, that would that would be, uh, you know, further for him, but at the end of the day, you know, it's he's going to always have a lot of pressure on him now now that you know Rangers have came in at the league and you know although you know, last night wasn't the greatest performance their ambitions will still be to win the league and so it's going to get more difficult for Hearts to compete at the top level so from his point of view it's probably the right time um, obviously Hearts are a much bigger club than the MK Dons but um, obviously yeah but like I think you know from his point of view he'll be looking at it as a kind of jumping off point and I think their last manager as well was there for, for years so he'll be given some time yes. there um, Carol Robinson was in for six and a for half six years, years right so that's a long time so he should that's be given time there. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and from Hart's point of view as well um, for whatever reason some of the support weren't that happy with Nielsen anyway so I suppose this maybe appeases that section but mm. um, I think someone like Cathro uh, 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 that's a really exciting appointment I think mm. it could go wrong because obviously he's never you know, managed you know, a team before and it's a, a pretty big step up but certainly there's a lot of encouraging signs from you know what you've yeah. seen and heard of him uh, in the past Yeah Lewis rightly brings up Johnny that uh, Robbie Nielsen's cup record is quite poor um, mm. however fair to say that he got hearts to semi with the performance um, last night <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> he got the Hearts fans a semi with the performance last night. <sighs> well, this has been a week opening to the podcast, hasn't <laughs> it? No, it, it was a really good performance from Hearts, just ignoring that that bit apart. It actually confused me there. <laughs> um, I was disappointed by, by Rangers, but Hearts were, were very, very good. Um, Kelly Cowell's good, good mate, Robbie Muirhead, was, as, 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 um, has been said by many, it's fitting that someone he gave a chance to, him and Johnson, that. Hmm. That give him such a good send off and Patterson as well. Who, well, I would say that probably Gary Locke maybe, well, he was playing under Locke but not quite as well as he is now. Um, so players that, he, that he's brought through have given him this this good send off. If it is even going to be his last game, because we know it's not even. Hmm. Has it been confirmed? It's, it's not. No, actually well, confirmed apparently yet, so? he was in work today. First thing tomorrow, he said last night he would yeah. be in Edinburgh. So. I don't know, make of that Maybe what you it's will. not. I, I, I heard he'd turn down Rotherham to yeah. have talks with MK Dons. I think he's away. I think yeah. he'll be the MK yeah. Dons manager. Um, the hero last night apparently did an interview on the Burstball website, Calm. Yes, he did. Um, and there might be another week in a sneak peek thing next week just about mm. his performance last night that I'll, I'll try and get sewn up. But yeah, obviously, Robbie, I'm absolutely delighted for him to go there. And he's had his critics, which he's open about, and he knows that he's. No, been totally exempt for criticism. He kind of deserved some of the critics he's got, but it was good for him to kind of fire back last night, especially famous words of Terry Butcher last night. Robbie had a free kick for about 35 yards, which he did put over the bar, but mm. wasn't exactly the worst effort. And he's pretty proven for that distance. And uh, Terry Butcher said, uh, I w- If I was a Rangers player, I wouldn't be scared of this boy hitting the free kick he's not scored yet this <laughs> season for him to pop up and score twice. So absolutely thrilled for him, and hopefully he can kick on and. Uh, Make his career what it should be. Yeah, two goals for um, obviously Robbie Nielsen, Robbie Muirhead last night. Two very similar goals for Hearts, um, and a really big win for them. How do you rank their chances of of second second place? Second <laughs> second place, Ross. Uh, chances of second place, I'm not sure. Chances of second place, I would think, are pretty high. I think it's going to be a 
a pretty rugged race between them Rangers and Aberdeen. Um, I think it will be tight. I think you'll maybe see two pretty close together, and the other one kind of cut adrift a wee Who's bit. Who's the third. other one? Um, I think the other one might be Aberdeen. I'm going to say, um, believe it or not, I think I think Aberdeen will slip away. Um, Rangers, I think, are going to pick up. I, I've got a feeling they will. Um, hearts are looking good, so I'm going to go with Aberdeen. Mm. Will slip Aberdeen away. slip away, Lewis, because their managers are away to Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I suppose we'll probably find out how they recover from this. Um, obviously, the League Cup. Um, on Saturday, I think that's going to be really telling going forward. Uh, in regards to Hearts, though, I mean, they completely outclassed Rangers. I mean, it really should have been more than just the two goals. Mm. Um, so, and I, I don't really know where Rangers go from here, to be honest with you. I mean, do you give Warburton the January transfer window? Do you let him bring in more players? Or um, do you bring in, I, I don't know, who do you bring in Jimmy Nicko or something? Ridiculous <laughs> like that. Well, there's actually a, a Twitter page, I was looking last night, there's actually a Twitter page called Jimmy Calderwood Loyal. It has over 1,200 followers and they are campaigning for the righteous man to be the next gaffer at Ibrox. So that's obviously what Jimmy Calderwood's been doing in his spare time while he's not at a job. (laughs) Suntanning, running a Twitter Mm. page. He's been running Clyde. Um, Yeah. Still on Albion, is it? I don't know who it is. Oh, Kevin Beef. I don't know. Name another low team. I'll name you a low team at the moment. Rangers, Johnny. Discuss. Yeah, um... I don't really know what's going wrong for them. I think the, the, we've heard a lot of talk of the system. Um, they're playing four-three-three right now. And we were speaking to Craig Gamble, who you messaged, uh, you mentioned at the start of the show. Um, he doesn't think this. Well, the system's not working, but it's, it's a Rangers system. It's a Mark Warburton system. He's playing. He's got all his youth teams all the way through. Although he doesn't really regard the under twenties as important. He still has them all playing in this same system. So I don't think it's just a case of being able to change that system. It's not quite as simple as that. But it it doesn't seem to be working at all. They've not really got much at all in the midfield. Um there's no creativity. There's no sort of ball winners at all. Although you've got a couple but they just it doesn't seem to be happening at the moment. They've got no creativity, they've got nothing up front. This is what I was saying, I was watching the game last night and I was saying there's teams in the bottom half of this league that that wouldn't be jealous of Rangers of strike force. Um, you look at Kilmarnock and I think Koulibaly could get a game for Rangers. <clears throat> I think Louis Moult could get a game for Rangers. I think Boyce would get a game for Rangers. So and this isn't really, we've not seen anything like this with Rangers before. That mm. They could almost be jealous of bottom half of the bottom half of the league strike forces. Um and it's not even built on a strong defence, really. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the fact that maybe the defence has been the strongest part in recent weeks is probably the mm-hmm. biggest indictment of how poor Rangers have been because mm-hmm. it's defence that was getting all the criticism at the start of the season. For me, the key key points I've seen Rangers with being obviously an obsessed uh, lover of Rangers. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen so much of them this season, and it's just the same thing in every game. They're out battled by their mm-hmm. opponents. Partick Thistle at the weekend they were out battled. Ross County. The game before their game before away from that away from home they were out battled last night Hearts and Hearts are a strong team fair enough it's maybe not terrible to be out battled by Hearts but they were Hearts were first every loose ball Hearts looks a much stronger team mm. um, and this is with players like supposed 
hard men like Halliday, Halliday in the middle yeah. and, and Crook who is massive by the way he's so tall well, well they um, brought him in like for Gardner. this game though like yeah. in that holding role and the idea that he was going to you know match up with mm. Hearts and it just didn't happen at all Perry you know, Kitchen and Jim just yeah. had the mm. easiest game ran of their lives ran over them I mean I think as well as um, maybe the players has not been good enough I think it's you know leaders as well in that team I mean everyone uh, certainly in that game anyway I saw is that a lot of people were kind of shucking responsibility and there were a lot of kind of wayward passes nobody was you know mm. driving forward at hearts um, uh, I, I don't know I, there, there is like I mean I think Garner's getting in for a lot of criticism I don't think he's as bad as people make out I mm. think he's just playing out of position I think he needs to have someone beside him uh, but if they're you know going to persist with Warburton and the system then you know, I, I don't know why they they, they they paid that money for him in the first place. So I don't know. There's a lot of kind of you know baffling kind of things going on at Rangers just now. But um, yeah, as you obviously touched on, Hamish at the start of the season, the defence was getting in for all the criticism of the say the defence. But not to feed my my already massive ego, but I said at the start of the season as well. I'm like, the problems are bigger than the defence. The defence were the obvious problems because they were leaking goals. But I said for the start, they've got nobody up front. I still stand by and I'm actually a kind of Kenny Miller fan but Kenny Miller's still the best forward for me in terms mm. of that he's, he's the only one there that even strikes some sort of fear into their opponents for me in that midfield three yesterday there's just who's got it who in that midfield three they're all kind of three I'm not going to say similar players because Holt's more kind of box to box but what one of those three's got to take the ball and take the game by the scruff of the neck Where's, who's got to unlock the defences in that Halliday midfield three that guy, I know but for me I think Halliday He's got a bit of everything. He's no particularly a playmaker. He's no particularly a box to box. No particularly a holding mid that will you know crunch everything in front of him. There's nobody there in that midfield three. And as Lewis touched the bone, no responsibility. But there's nobody in that midfield three that's got to take the ball, unlock defences, or severely missing a creative player there. Which I think even Forrester could accommodate mm. if, if you play a mid two holding midfielders, Forrester just in front of him. But nah, Rangers are serious issues at the moment. And as Ross said. Um, you always think they've got to get it right, but will they? I don't know. There's nothing to suggest they will, but it's just because it's Rangers that we all think. Because I think the same. I think we'll get it right, but there's no evidence of them got to get it right. Do you think maybe even they're missing sort of creativity from Cranshaw? Because he, I'd, I'd forgotten he was even at the club to be honest. Yeah, I mean, oh, obviously he's injured, but he's, when he so played, what, what, I, was, I think they're missing Rossiter as well, though. I'd mm. say, but his issues been injuries, though. Is he even a creative player, though, Rossiter? Really? But I still think he's missing in the midfield. I think they mm. play better when he's there. That's the but, thing. Everyone was talking about Holt coming back and how much of an impact that would have, but it's not really, not really shown it. I think the midfield mm. three should be Halliday. Hope and then they need they need that somebody else they need to bring somebody in January like, that's like got Windass. a dictate position. I, like I think Windass. Windass is good, but I think Windass is almost no somewhat to hope because yeah. Rangers fans will be they know their team better than me. But there's nobody there, and I'm not going to kind of Eremenko type player or somebody that's got to take the ball and just pass it and unlock defences, play crossfield passes. It doesn't need to worry about anything else. Get assists. There's nobody in that midfield three gets assists. I would say that Holt and Windus are really similar because right. they're, they're both box to box creative players, and I don't know if there's space for two of them in a creative three. I think you need one in the middle, and for me. We all know what happened with Joey Barton, but for me now, maybe it was beyond repair, Joey Barton, after what he said after the, the defeat to Celtic, but I just think you needed a player like that in the midfield. I mean, Joey Barton, it's the most said thing this season, but Championship Player of the Year in England last season, he isn't a bad footballer. For me, they should have tried better to patch it up with Joey Barton, because I think 
he would add a lot to that Rangers midfield. I think even as poor as he was at the start of the season, you still saw a bite from him. You still saw him slide down to challenges against uh, Hamilton on the opening day. And I think he would have come on to a game. And I think letting him go and the Kranjskar injury, which is obviously out of the control of the management, um, are, are two of the bigger blows that have almost gone unnoticed. As you say, well, there's no other player at Rangers who's a better footballer than Joey Barton for me. There's absolutely no doubt about it. His attitude wasn't right and his fitness levels weren't right as well. He wasn't in the... When obviously couldn't go to America pre-season, so his fitness let him down. That's why he started the season was poor. But there's absolutely no doubt the talent that the guy's got. But end of the arch by me now. And like mm. I said, Rangers, Barton's as much to blame as Rangers because the club just handled the full situation appallingly. No, I agree completely. Um, always on on this program, we like to stay away from the the criticising teams too much and applaud good football. Um, so we'll finish with Hearts. Somebody take the mantle and give Hearts a lot of credit and. And finally, the job Robbie Nielsen has done over those few years. I'll just say that there's a reason that Hearts are sort of given this label as the the tough team, but they used that to their advantage yesterday. They showed why they can they can be that team and have that presence, but play some good football at the same time. And they're they've got what I think Rangers and Aberdeen are maybe missing in the midfield a bit of a bit of crunch and fight with Kitchen and and those sort of players. So yeah, Hearts are, Hearts deserve immense credit, and there's a reason why. I would fancy them. I think I said on Tuesday, if anyone's going to stop Celtic win the Scottish Cup, it'll be Hearts. And it's because I just fancy them going up against a, a team like Celtic more than I would Aberdeen Rangers. And last night, I think, kind of showed showed why. I think I think the word Johnny used there, team, is massively important. I think Hearts do look like a team. Rangers mm. look like a team of individuals. Whereas Hearts collectively, currently, look like a team. They look like they all, they're all linking in the line. They've got a good team spirit. Mm-hmm. They've got players all over the pitch who can do a number of different jobs. You saw uh, Johnson last night. You know he, he links up. He scores goals. You know he's one of these players who's going to cause problems. You've got other guys with experienced pros in there who are still putting in shifts. Like I said, Don Kerry. You've got guys who are coming through. Suter, Patterson, who look solid and look yeah. like they can, they're ready for a step up already. You know they're looking that good. So I think. He deserves enormous credit for what he's done at Hearts, and um, you know I think it's, he's left him in a good position if he does leave. I think the big thing recently though is that the the issues at the start of the year were you know going up going forward, and you know now they've found Johnson, um, or, or he's found his form really, and then you've got Muirhead as well who's you know playing mm. really well alongside right, him. It's like and what and Salah sitting in the bench, yeah. and there's no yeah. one complaining. Yeah, says a lot. Yeah. Um, Robbie Nielsen's legacy at Hearts. That banner. Oh, that's a, that banner. <laughs> uh, it's a tough one, but I think, um, for and I think it was Johnny that said, I think it's these guys yesterday that he gave a chance to. Obviously, Locke, everybody can see what they want. Oh, Gary Locke brought to the young players. Nielsen's the guy that's got the best out of them. Without a doubt, mm-hmm. Nielsen's got a guy that's, let's say, Patterson is just, I'm not particularly his biggest fan in terms of international football, but I think he's very, very good player at this level. Guys like Nielsen, uh, Patterson, Nicholson, Walker just are tremendous I think it's his kind of youth policy Cause, and as Ross said the, the position of clubs in this now you're rubbing your hands at getting that job MD that gets that job yeah. they're in a good job they've not got any great deal of work to do they mm-hmm. just need to kick on because it's a great position hearts are in yeah, Rangers will be looking to get back to winning ways at the weekend but it won't be easy they have got Aberdeen at Ibrooks. this one um, we talk up a lot of games Johnny but this one does have a proper big game feel about it because this is two teams that are on a bit of a low at the moment yeah two teams coming off the back of a, of poor weeks and I, th- I can't see anything but a draw in this game 
um, because I just think both teams will be quite scared to lose it. Mm. I think if Aberdeen go to Ibrox and uh, and get beat by this Rangers team, there'll be uproar from their fans, mm. especially given their performance at Hamden last week. And similarly, if Rangers don't have a big performance after that showing last night, which was... Well, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd have been pretty embarrassed by that performance last night. So both teams were, were pretty terrible in their last game and need a big performance. I just think both will be a bit too frightened to lose it and they'll finish in a draw. Yeah, I mean, Johnny's saying about Aberdeen there, the, the pressure that's on them, Lewis. But on the flip side, if they do win this game, they'll go ahead of Rangers on the table and they'll have two games in hand. Um, I, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything Johnny said. I think this is a real kind of must win for both teams. Um Rangers maybe more so I think just because they have history weighing on them you know mm. what, what is it what, over 20 years it's 1991 last time they lost right. to Ibrox to Aberdeen if Rangers were to lose that game you mm. know having not you know having beaten them since you know not lost a game against them at Ibrox since 1991 I mean that would be that would be massive um, so yeah I pretty much agree mm. with John I think, about, I think about a draw but I think yeah um, uh, both teams really do need a do need something from this um, Aberdeen you know if they were to get the result they'd go ahead of them there would be a huge confidence boost from their, from their point of view and um, I think you know given that they haven't beaten them since 1991 you know if they were to get the result I mean that's 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 massive so that, I mean this is a it's a really big game I mean I'm, it's not on TV though is it it's, no which I'm really that, that surprised that classic the two big ones is not on TV this weekend yeah. tough to take 3pm yeah. blackout to blame for that one um, I've I've been tipping Rangers all season to be honest I still up until maybe last night I still thought Rangers will finish second and I actually still think Rangers will finish second at the end of the season I've been tipping them to, to win games and I've been tipping them to pick up results uh, the likes of Pataudry and win games against the likes of Partick Thistle more comfortably than they have been but for me I'm starting to turn uh, and I, I think that Aberdeen will win on Saturday I, I don't see I don't see a Rangers performance coming. We've spoken with Callum, and Callum, who's actually just walked into the studio the minute I mentioned his name there, um, perfect timing. But um, we've spoken with, with Callum about him saying that there's a marquee result round the corner for Rangers. But I just I just don't know who, where that's going to come from. And I don't see the players capable and the management capable of getting a reaction. The, the, the marquee result for me could have come in the semi-final against Celtic. Didn't show up for me. The marquee result could well have come uh, at Pataudry. Could have given it time, Showed up and didn't get the result. Yeah. And finally, it could have come last night against Hearts and they completely didn't show up. It's the kind of game they should have showed up. Uh, and for me, looking ahead to, to the game on Saturday, I'll put my cards on the table. I think Aberdeen will beat Rangers on Saturday. And I, I don't I don't even think it'd be a massive shock if they do. I think it's going to be very, very cagey. Um, as Johnny pointed out, I think it's a game that both teams don't want to lose. I think you'll see a scrappy game. I think you'll see a midfield battle. Um, and if there is going to be a winner, it's going to be one goal in it. It's going to be very mm. tight. It's going to be, it's going to be a, basically a test for each other's midfield. It's an area that's probably not as much discussed for for Rangers and Aberdeen because obviously defence and the attack are the the main areas usually discussed. So I think the midfield is going to be absolutely key in Saturday, um, and it'll be interesting to see which way it swings and also how the team's set up as well. I think just when you say that as well, though, I mean we were praising the midfield of Hearts just a minute ago, and you know both these midfields, the Rangers and Aberdeen, you know Aberdeen and, and Sunday were completely swept aside. The midfield, uh, Rangers midfield and, and Wednesday completely swept aside. So it really, you could argue, you know, both teams that this isn't really the, the, the strongest area. I mean, but. Um, yeah, and I'll just kind of echo your point there. I think, you know, 
the midfield will be key and yeah, I think it'll be very, very cagey and I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be a draw, almost. Is it fair to say, Callum, that we find out who the, the best manager is here on Saturday? You've got two teams that are probably, possibly as low as they have been under McInnes at Aberdeen, losing a cup final so weakly. Probably the lowest mm-hmm. they've felt under McInnes, certainly mm-hmm. in a few years, and Warburton's probably at his lowest point as well. Have we got a kind of big moment on Saturday where we find out who is the best manager, who gets the reaction for their team? I th- I agree somewhat. I don't think it's fair to kind of judge both guys' managerial abilities on this one game. Um, I think we'll find out the uh, Mark Warburton's future come Saturday, though. I tipped him to be here in January, uh, to be here in January, but I think if it was Saturday, after Aberdeen no winning at uh, Ibrox since 1991, mm. I mean, there's got to be serious questions asked of him. On top of what's already been asked, I was talking to Callum Callum earlier on. And he's he was turned. Saying, aye, right. he somewhat turned. He's no, he's not quite there. He still wants Warburton to do well, but he feels that Saturday's key, and that's the same with the majority of the sport. The sport are getting restless, and come Saturday, if if Rangers haven't got three points, a bag it's got to turn nasty for them. Um, but when you say about reaction, I agree with you. If this was a Walter Smith Rangers team after a bad result, you'd no fine well they'd come out and react on the Saturday. I think it's strange because, you know, you look at the table, if you were to offer Rangers this at the start of the season, their current situation, sitting joint second, effectively, you know, obviously Aberdeen have got games in hand, but sitting joint second, not even at Christmas, you know, I, I think they'd probably take it, but I think it's been the performances rather than anything Well, else. that's exactly what I was going to say. It's been the performances against the big teams. Yeah. In well, it's not even that, because you look at Rangers, one game this season, talking to Callum, Rangers fans through and through, one game this season against Kilmarnock when they won 3 0 is the only game that any Rangers fan can tell you. Look at the games we've won at Ibrox. Mm. Motherwell, last kick of the ball. Dundee, last kick of the ball. You Drop know, points against St John's, St. John's Hamilton. St. Hamilton, Ross County mm. at Ibrox. Uh, they've been absolutely outclassed by Hearts. Aberdeen, they were in the game, then they were out of it, albeit a moment of magic, won the game for Aberdeen. But the Rangers have had one good performance this season. And um, like I say, that's just no good enough. Absolutely no good enough for the Rangers. My argument, and it's not something that I'm, I'm not completely digging into Rangers here, but I even look at last season and I always got the feeling that even in the big games, that they lost the big games. And they've certainly done that this season. And, and I know the one that will come out will be Celtic. They beat Celtic in the semi and they, they beat um, Dundee and all that well. kind of stuff. Yeah, but I, I look at Hibs twice in the league, lost both of them. Falkirk twice away from home, lost both of them. The cup final against Hibs, lost that one. The the first big test he had at home to St Johnson in the League Cup, lost that one. You're right. I, I think there's I think there's a mentality thing and without sounding like um remember it was was it Ronnie Dyler, the old thing about big games, or was it Neil Lennon, the big game thing mm-hmm. at Celtic? Mm-hmm. I think there's an element of that that, that Rangers don't turn up for big games. I, I really do. Maybe that's harsh mm-hmm. when they beat Celtic in probably the biggest game well, apart from the cup final, the biggest game last season, but for me, that that was a, that was a that, terrible Celtic even, team. Even worse though, because I think these performances, um, you know, I, I think about back to that game, and I think about even when they when they hammered Hibs, it was it four four one or four two at Ibrox. Four two, yeah. Aye, that, that was a huge one. For it's them. only that I but, was, but I was talking the exact same thing to Callum Eller, and that's what he said. Hibs the four the four two game or four one game, whatever he said there. 
in December in the Celtic game are the only two big games that Warburton's delivered in. But it's almost like that's given them false hope, though, that they that they can turn it around. Whereas, you know, if you actually look at the majority of the games against the bigger teams, you know, or, or teams that you you think, oh, they'll actually give them a game this time, and they've completely faltered on all of them. So can, I, can I play devil's advocate and, and say uh, that it's maybe not much to do with the manager and it's the fact that the, the players... The players are, aren't good enough. That if you take away the tag that it's Rangers Football Club and you look at the players like Johnny got out with the, the forwards earlier... Are players like um, Matt Crooks and, and yeah, Windass who, who and Tavernier? Who brought these players in? I you know, know the I thing. The thing I think about is this: the guy is a Frank McParland. Frank uh, McParland, like, yeah. He's been, he was christened as this unbelievable scout and brilliant and really fantastic and can get the best players in the land, basically. But the players who have come in haven't impressed me at all. You know what I mean? Name me one player who has come in at Rangers and impressed you. Well, are you talking about in the whole or this season? This season. Oh, right, this, this season, season none probably. No. Last season you'd have probably five or six. Yeah, no, you I would, agree. yeah. But this season, this is when your chief scout should be stepping up to the mark when you're coming into the Premier the, the Premier League. You know what I mean? This is when he earns his money. This is when he really steps up. Championship, yeah, you should be sourcing good players because you're, you've got much more money than everyone else. You know what I mean? Here, they've still got more money and this is where they're making a big step up into the big league. And this is where he should be finding the absolute gems who are going to really secure you second place. He's not done that. I think the key thing, Johnny said this earlier, um, you know, if you put Kenny Miller as, you know, you have him maybe as, uh, you probably will agree, as probably Rangers' best kind of pure striker there at the club. Would he get a game for Motherwell? You know, would he get a game for Ross County? You know, that was the point Johnny was making so, basically, so, it, you know? yeah, exactly. so, yeah, so right. you know, and, and he's maybe one of the best best strikers. So yeah, I think it is a case of the players just not but, being good enough. But I think my answer to your question probably would be, in my opinion, he would. But for me, it's the name rather than the player. If you yeah, judge like the name, if I go Kenny Miller, of course he would Motherwell. But if I actually go the player, and he's been one of the Rangers kind of better players, I still go. Would he mm. really? Yeah. Um, in terms of the game on Saturday I want to kind of touch on that um, because we've been quite negative in Rangers probably rightly so Johnny but it, it could all change it could be Aberdeen um, on Saturday and then they'd open up a, a five point gap on them yeah five points with two games in hand for Aberdeen mind you but yeah, I still I'm trying um, to positive about Rangers uh, well I think Warburton the stick's a little bit harsh because I think at the start of the season a lot of people Rangers fans included thought this would be the situation would kind of be like this and now the fact that it is like this they've, they've almost it's almost like they know they knew it was going to happen but they don't have the patience to see it out and I think Warburton is, is the right man to take Rangers forward I think not just the way he plays football but I do think he's a he's got a good football and brain um, sometimes that's maybe not clear but I do th- I definitely think he's the man to take them forward Um same goes for Aberdeen and, and Hearts, but I say I, I didn't think Aberdeen and even speaking to Rangers fans, I don't think a lot of them thought they would finish second in the league. It was always unrealistic coming back up first year to expect that, and I think Warburton needs the time to to prove himself. Johnny thinks he's the right man. Quickly, Lewis is he the right man? Um, I don't think he is. No. Um, but I think the issues at Rangers are wider than the manager. Um, but if you're asking me, you know, you know, should he leave or should he, you know, will he remain or whatever, I'd say no. Ross, um, I think he should remain. Yeah, I think as Johnny said, as I've said, 
if you'd offered Rangers this situation, battling for second at, at this time of the year, they would have taken it. I know the results haven't been good, they've not won half their games, but at the end of the day, I think Rangers need to be realistic and need to have a bit of patience. Um, to an, I agree with Johnny, I think to an extent, I think Warburton is the right man to take them forward, but it has to change. Uh, the main thing that concerns our Rangers fans is he's not flexible enough, he's persistent on this system, which there's nothing wrong with, but he can still play good football using other systems, and I think players like Garner and uh, O'Halloran are suffering from this system. And in one word, guys, uh, <coughs> Saturday's game? Draw. 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 Rangers. <laughs> Aberdeen. <laughs> um, three draws here, it should be pretty tight. Um, the rest of Saturday's games in the top flight, where else you want to go? We'll go to Hearts then, because we've talked them up quite a lot. They've got a, a tricky looking game away at Ross County. Lewis, will Craig Levine play a striker? <laughs> <laughs> Is he managing then for well, this game? It's either going to be him or John Daly. I don't I know what's Daly. What, what's, Daly what's, more frightening? <laughs> what's a more frightening prospect? I don't know, but I heard Jamie Mackey's getting flown up for the game for, for Levine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, but on, on the serious side of things, Ross, it should be a difficult game. Um, Ross County are showing signs of real improvement in recent weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's it's difficult. Oh, it's always difficult going up to, to Ross County, uh, going up to Dingwall, sorry, going up to Ross County. <laughs> um, you know, you very rarely go, think of a team going there and expecting them to win. Um, it's, a, it's a tough place to go. Uh, I, would a draw be a bad result? If you're going for second, probably. Yeah. Hearts is um, away for him. As yeah. well. It's not been great. No, it's not been great at all. Um, I think a draw is probably most likely. I don't think it's a terrible result. Um, I think County will make it difficult for them. I think you're probably looking at like a one each or something like that. I think it will be a draw. I think Hearts, from all, from, you know, obviously a new manager coming in. Levine taking the team I think it will be KJ I think Hearts you've got to fancy them but I think it will be a draw a frustrating afternoon for the Jambos if Hearts got enough about them at the moment the way they're playing Callum to, to see off Ross County albeit away from home yeah well that's exactly what I was thinking I don't doubt that it's not going to be an easy task to go up there and win but I think that just the confidence will be flying through Hearts and their supporters at the moment um, regardless of who the manager is on Saturday I think that should be enough to take them on um, when we're Earlier on, we were kind of talking about the race for second. don't think we quite touched on that. Even though I th- think the Hearts job is a great job to walk into, but who's to say that whatever ca- beat Cathro is he got to hit the ground running? Hearts may suffer that, but I think in the short term, the confidence that's drilling through them at the moment, that they'll go to Ross County and win. But um, obviously, depending who the manager is, how far they'll kick on for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one on Saturday. Um, I think it's kind of one of the, the hidden games that could be really good. I'm expecting goals in this game. I think I read somewhere that I think every game, maybe in the last six or so, has had over 2.5 goals, something like that, and everyone but one has had both teams scoring. So I think that's probably the way to go mm. in terms of the betting. Um, if you're asking me for a winner, uh, I'll probably sit on that old fence and go for a draw. I think that, that Hearts are, are obviously they, they were fantastic. The last two games, we've got to remember, they were brilliant against Motherwell on Saturday as well. But I think Ross County at home have shown that they're, they're able to match the big teams. You saw the game against Rangers, they were really good. And I think when you look at the players they've got playing now, I think Chris Burke is a massive mm-hmm. 
um, outlet to, to Ross County in that right wing. I think he is, he's making a case for signing of the season, perhaps out with some of the ones that Celtic have made. Um, I think he's been brilliant since he's coming for Ross County. I think they've got a real lift from him. It also looks like um, your man up top is starting to score goals as well. Who's us? Um, Liam Boyce. I completely <laughs> forgot his name for one <laughs> second. I went for your man. Right. Uh, <laughs> aye, aye. Is it? Uh, That's it, Irish, it's eight isn't goals, it? isn't it? Nah. Yeah. Uh, so, aye, he's Irish, man. Aye, so your man works. I mean, from you know, county's point of view, um, from all counties, Irish probably have got something out there, or should have got the three points really uh, at the weekend mm-hmm. there against Hamilton. So they'll have something to prove going into this. Um, you know, likewise, Hamilton, uh, Hearts, Hamilton, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Hearts will get uh, you know two games in the bounce there with you know. Put in arguably two of their best performances of the season, so you know them again. Um, you know, they'll be going out with a lot of confidence. Um, I, I actually fancy Hearts to get something here. In one stunning word, Ross, who's going to win? I tell you, draw. Hamilton. I mean, Johnny. I got the brothers mixed up. <laughs> oh, yes. um, Hearts. Muirhead. <laughs> I said Hearts as well. Is, is Robbie going to continue his scoring run? I hope so, but in the end of the day, it was kind of defending him before when people were saying he's not scoring goals, which he wasn't, but he's not a striker anymore, he's kind of left winger playing behind, and he's I think he's bagged four assists this season as well, so it's not a bad return. If he can hit five five goals, I think, which is almost halfway this there. This season? Uh, I, I, I no, no, but for a left winger, I think that's, that's an, a decent enough yeah. return. He'll be what to score more than that, but I think that for a debut season at a club to score five goals, or so for the left wing. How many, how many assists then? In, I don't 20. know. Well, he's, I he's think already scored, bagged for us. I think he so. scored double. I hope he scores double figures. I think he get double figures. But I think, I think obviously pressure-wise, he doesn't need to score goals. But I'm saying that aye, five seems like a real low number. But for <laughs> a guy that's playing left wing and hitting corners <laughs> and free kicks, he's his main attribute is assisting. So. Mm. Talk, talk, talk your pal up, Kelly Cal. I think he'll score five goals. <laughs> no, I'm, not saying that. I'm saying that. I'm saying that he doesn't need to worry about scoring goals. There should be no pressure for him to score goals. So I, I think, I think <laughs> scoring five goals. I think that should be the target. As simple as scoring five goals should be enough for a left winger. Is he the kind of guy that will thrive under having the pressure off from having to score goals? Um, I don't know. It's. It's a difficult one because I asked him obviously in an interview before about when he went for the six figure sum in the United if that was a pressure. In fact, I said it wasn't. Um, when he came through the ranks at Kelly, he was a striker, always a striker, dubbed as a new boy in that, even though yeah. he's not really much like him, but he was dubbed as that kind of guy. And he's never really had a shot up front now. Now he's playing out wide, which he's doing well in. And like I say, because you said his delivery is very good, he's got a very, very good left foot. One of the best in the league, I've said that, especially dead ball situations. What I'm saying with the five goals thing, I'm not saying that's his target or that. That's, I think that's, that's a decent enough return for a guy that's playing left wing who didn't score in his first 12 games. What about your team then? Because you've got Dundee at home. A Dundee team who have certainly been improving in recent weeks. Um, they've, they've beaten that, that terrible run they had I think it was it nine games without a win or something like that and they've, uh, they've actually picked up three wins in their last four games and the one that they didn't win was a 1-0 loss a last minute goal that we touched on earlier at Ibrook so they're a team going into the game in really good form um, your side it was all kind of looking really good going into that game at Ibrook so starting to look certainly up the way um, up towards the kind of top six almost but you're back down in 11th going into this game. Yeah, um, I remember the other day there when I was actually checking the table because it's so close all the time. I went checking, I was on all in 11th place, but I worked there in three points on Saturday. 
and we're in the top six again, potentially. That, I mean, that's that's how ridiculous this is. And I worked out as well, it's possible for just about every team round about us to drop points as well. Hmm. Um, so um, I got a fright when I first seen the table, but in the same way, one win, and again, it's back to all looking up again. I think it's going to be a tough game. Usually draw written all over it with Dundee. Hmm. I think that I would like to see the statistics in the last couple of years, because we draw them all the time. Uh, we drew them early in the season as well at Dens Park, but I think uh, I think I think we need a win, and it can only do well for confidence and hopefully get a bit of home form back because we've not had home form since Maxwell Park lining, which has been a long six years. Who's this a bigger game for, Johnny? Um, <clears throat> I'll say it's a bigger game for Kilmarnock because Dundee I think have picked up three wins out of four, as you mm. say. So I think the pressure's off them a little bit, just, but. As we say, there's, I don't even think there's any point looking at the table. I'm just going to go and sit in the corner with Connor Park and just not even look at the tables <laughs> till January. Because, there's where there's does Connor eat his dinner in his house? <laughs> he's not getting any tables <laughs> on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. As anyway, um, aye, aye, I don't know. Am I continuing after that? Or am I just ending <laughs> no, the podcast? I'll, I'll just stay. Uh, I'll end the podcast right, right here. Okay. Thanks very much. <laughs> Now we'll go to uh, Lewis, um, it's a, a big game as Johnny says, probably slightly bigger for Kilmarnock. They do have a wee bit of hope in the fact that they've got, they're one of the teams in 14 games, they've got one in hand on Inverness and Ross County and Dundee ahead of them. Albeit against Aberdeen. Is it against Aberdeen? Yeah. So they <laughs> Which probably they count the game off, it's away from home against Aberdeen, so count that game away. They've played 15 games, um, <laughs> this, is, this is quite a big one. For, for Kilmarnock but how big is it really do, do we no, read, no, do we read too much into this, these games and do we not at all and like, even you know, you know people can making a point about how like tight it is and stuff and um, you know you may have the attitude of oh well uh, everyone around us is you know only you know we're, if we win our next game after this even though we lost today if we win our next game then we're top six and stuff like that and you know mm. I think really now is the time we need to pick up points because you don't want to be in this position at the end of the season yeah. where you know, you know th- th- this is the time and I think you know in this you know actually just talking about this in general the whole you know there's like six or seven teams on like all within the space at one point or whatever. Um, what will define you know what who who will go down will just be you know be a factor of you know just numbers really I think. Whoever's got the least amount of depth in their squad, I think, I think that'll hinder. And I think January as well will be really, really huge for for these teams. So I mean, if they can, if they can pick up a point here, you know, pick up three points, you know, that is that is massive, and it cannot be understated how big that will be. You know, coming in the season where they might still be in the same position, um, they might get out of relegation by the skin of their teeth, or they might not, based on a result like this. Hmm. The reason I, I kind of ask that, and it's a wee bit tongue in cheek, but I almost think like. These these are seven teams who, in my mind, are in a relegation battle. Yeah. As painful as that is, seven out of the twelve teams in the league are in a relegation battle. And for me, seven out of twelve means that chances are every week probably there'll be two or at least at least two, three, maybe even four games between these teams going on. And for me, that that means like do we do we treat every single game as a relegation six pointer then? Cause it's it's a crazy kind of situation to be in. Is there going to be? One of these teams is eventually going to get rid of relegation threat, and when's it going to happen? Because mm. I don't see it. I don't see Motherwell or Dundee or Ross County or uh, Inverness. Again, I think it, I think the only way it will happen. I think it probably will happen. I mean, it has to really. But I think 
Uh, January will be the key. You know, when some team will bring in, you know, a, a really good player or they'll recruit really well, and they'll go on a wee bit of a run, and we'll and we'll see that. Um, otherwise, um, you know, they'll just be they'll stay the same. To be I think I'm maybe see a team beat two teams around them. You know, like say County beat beat Thistle and Kilmarnock. You know, I, I think that would that would then set them apart and build a wee bit of a gap. Sorry for using Kilmarnock; it was just a bit of an example. But um, I think there will be. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I think there will be a situation like that where a, a team just finds a bit of form for a couple of weeks, and that could be the difference coming into the season. I think um, it's a massive game, and I totally go in with what I always said. I think that you will maybe find one or two teams will start to drift away be it at the bottom end or the top end mm. will either kick on or regress um, in terms of ourselves one thing I was just thinking that there is character almost I think that as I've always said about Dundee and I still stick by it albeit a very disciplined performance at Ibrox still always a very nice team you know they always play well pass the ball well but you know they've not got a lot of grit in there which I think we do which is maybe a problem in its own because we've not got enough creativity but I think uh, in regards to set pieces and that we're a lot more physical team I mean for all hearts are made it which they are a very physical team we bullied them off the park we gave as good as we got against them it'll be part we pressed them if we can play like that I've got no doubt that we can kick on a wee bit but it's a matter of consistency which we've not had for years so we can't count on it Another crucial relegation six-pointer takes place at the Super Seal Stadium on Saturday, it's Hamilton Ackies against Partick Thistle. Win or bust, Johnny? Um, oh, I, I don't think so. No, <laughs> I think I think every every week there's sort of a new team that we that we say are they going to be this team? Who are like, they? This I week? think Partick Thistle probably. That's they are free. What, relegation. Well, they're they're bottom of the table. Yeah, with thirteen, so they're the they're the team that are uh, a point behind the a point or two points behind the rest, but. Obviously, they've had a tough run with Rangers, Aberdeen. Still got a game in hand. Um, oh, yeah, well, right. not on Kilmarnock and Hamilton, but um, well, general though. I suppose they, it's just they've got a game in hand in Hearts. I, if that matters, I think. Well, and Inverness and Ross County and Dundee. There but the table, let's say, just looking at the table, it's like I almost think that we're. we're um, I, I do sound like Connor here, but if we actually look at the teams. Maybe it is because there's there's so little between the teams on the pitch as well as on the table. It is a completely accurate reflection. Do you want to do something? Right, just ban, not, just ban not. the bottom seven. Chatting about the table until there's no point until the new Aye. year. I think I don't think there's any point in, in looking at it because it is just too close and it just. So from now on, no nah. league league positions are mentioned. Um, the bottom Outside seven the teams in the league until the new Could year. You actually have to do some research now. Yes, mm. and not use the table as. By the way. This game is going to be a draw on Saturday. I I would bet. Is every game going to be it. a draw? Hamilton have drawn eight of their fourteen games this season. <laughs> is that not just ridiculous? They've only lost four times less than St Johnston. That's is that not ridiculous? Eight of their fourteen games. And to get the percentages, what's that? Eight of eight of the fourteen. Sixty-five percent. That's ridiculous. Crawford. Isn't it? Um, Mental. Two games. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd I'd go out and say that Partick Thistle will win this match. I do. I think they might be a draw result. Yeah, because they've lost three in a row. Yeah. But that's the only reason that that we probably both think that Partick will go like and win r- that. Roulette, three reds in a that's row. A, aye, did you agree? It's a strange a thing though. Win. It's a strange thing because after they beat beat Dundee two 0 away from home, you're thinking, geez, this could be a real push for the top six now, and then Still they just come be. crashing back down to earth. 
But that's um, what it's like, though. These teams are just so even that when they win games against these teams, they'll then lose the following yeah. week. It's just it's that's what leads me to believe that I still maintain it. You'll get to is it March, end of March, start of April, when this this uh, the split happens, and I think there'll be a team. Um, who gets into the top half and they're all celebrating not because they're in the top half but because they're safe from relegation like Hibs like Hibs no, a few years in, ago in the top aye, half but mind Hibs were pretty much aye but that's obvi- obviously if you were in six you can't be relegated aye. but I think that'll actually I think that'll be a factor I, think I honestly do but it's so difficult to build a run together when you eventually play one of the kind of the big four in the league when you play a Rangers or you play a Celtic yeah. or play, play a Hearts you know because likelihood is, you know, well, these teams are better than the, the, the other seven. I think that's, yeah. you know, that's pretty much a fact. Uh, and you know, chances are they're, they're unlikely to win that game. Hmm. So I, I, that's been really interesting to see people the, the bottom seven's record against the top. Four. I'm just thinking out off the top of my head. Hearts have lost three games: one against Celtic, one against on, St. Johnson, and so Kilmarnock are the only team who've beaten Hearts. Rangers have lost three; have been against the other three big teams. Aberdeen's three have been twice to Celtic. Hamilton. Hamilton. So Hamilton oh. beating Aberdeen and uh, Kelly beating Hearts are the only time that top uh, four teams have And those have two lost. were like quite short results almost. Like mm. Obviously both teams deserve to win both the game. Both in midweeks. And both in midweek, yeah. Mm. Both night games. Mm. Both back-to-back as well. Were they? Because right, right. Hearts were looking to kick on and cement second place and all they needed to do was beat us mm. and then they bottled it. I think there's, there's undoubtedly a massive gulf between mm. um, the top four and the rest and I think St Johnson in limbo maybe, <laughs> maybe closer to the top four I, th- I think as well, the mm. main thing is just and these teams deserve to be where they are in the league is because they've nailed it's totally consistency I mean see player for player there's no doubt Aberdeen have got a better squad than, but I mean it's not severely better than some of the other th- same with Hearts as well I mean mm. they've got good good players but I mean it's the consistency mm. and it's a good management it's a mindset like, but as well you need to get into aye, it absolutely think. absolutely because I mean you look a couple of those draws for Hamilton into wins which they should have at the start of the season as well I mean they're sitting comfortable in the top six I know we just said we wouldn't mm. talk about league tables there but I mean what's it's just, a league table? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just aye <laughs> 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 but it's a uh, Absolutely just consistency I mean every team In that bottom seven Will be kicking themselves Just now About points have dropped That they shouldn't have Yes that model of consistency We were just chatting about St Johnston Lewis Except they're not very consistent And this is the kind of game um, Saturday's game at home At Inverness Caledonian Thistle The Highlanders from Inverness The kind of team That they've been losing to At home In Perth Yeah I mean it was What was it Ross County They lost at home um, Kamarnock as well Partick Thistle Teams you'd maybe Expect especially at home. I, I know St Johnston's maybe not McDermott's not really known as like a hostile atmosphere, but you think you know a team at home would uh, you know like St Johnston, and you know I, I do think they're better than the kind of bottom seven or so. Um, you, you maybe expect them to get the result, but it's just for whatever reason that that consistency at home's not been there. So um, yeah, I think I mean Inverness, I think I probably due a result as well. Um, I think you know they've played what Aberdeen, Celtic, and Hearts recently. Yeah, I mean Inverness. You look at them; they've had three defeats in the bounce, and they have been to Dundee last week, right. Aberdeen, uh, and Celtic. They got the draw with uh, with Hearts the week right. before mm-hmm. that, so that seems to be the result that has but started the, this this poor run. The only again, the only real result you say 
Oh, oh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty poor result there. It's Dundee, really. And admittedly, they were very unfortunate yeah, to yeah, not to win that one. Well, never well, mind lose it. Well, four hundred not come out after it, saying that they were like, best performance, best performance of the season or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd actually kind of sneaky feeling that Inverness might get the result. Although St mm. Johnson might do it as well, just because Scottish football is weird that way, and things you think will happen don't usually happen. I've said it before, but I think St Johnson will have this one, Ross. Um. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't really fill me with excitement. This game, I don't know. I meant to talk up the Scottish game, but no, no. I just do you know what I mean. I think there's a, there's better games this weekend. But St Johnson, I think uh, I'm just being honest. St Johnson, I think you've got to fancy them at home. Kelly Thistle, um, we were very critical of for him when he came in at the start, and he's still not trimmed his beard. So. Um, <laughs> it's not we, a beard. Well, whatever it is, bird's nest, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think St Johnson will win. Uh, I'd maybe I'd maybe go two 0 St Johnson. I'm I'm quite confident in them actually. St Johnson are without a win in four, Johnny. Mm. And Inverness, they've lost they've lost the last three home games as well. St Johnson and Inverness have lost uh, three in the bounce in the league. Although I think Inverness were a bit quick to to sort of call them out for being on a bad run of form when they've had I think Celtic, uh, Aberdeen. And you know they've had a pretty tough run of games. I don't know if the other one was maybe Rangers or something. So certainly had Rangers. Eh, Hearts, they had they drew three three as well. So they've had a, a very very tr- difficult run of fixtures. We've just talked about how little points these teams are taking off, or little wins certainly they're getting against the top four. So maybe rather than being a bad run of form, it's just a bad run of luck with a fixture card for Inverness St Johnston. On the other hand, I would say they've been a terrible run of form at home, um, losing to Partick. Kelly, um, I can't remember Ross the other County. team, Ross County. You'd be expecting them to win those three matches, and if they had, they'd be second place. Mm. Um, if they were this team that we, that people seem to say that they are, this consistent team, especially at McDermott Park. But it, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know if I would back up. We said about St Johnson being closer to the top, the top four than they are to the rest. They're they're equal equal distance from eleventh as they are from the team above, but it's they're such a difficult team. They're the, they're the odd team out in the in the league, and there there's maybe that sort of security about St Johnston. They, they are the odd team out, aren't yeah. they? When you, well, Celtic <coughs> to a certain extent, but they are um, they are in no man's land there. <laughs> when you look at the as you say, the the seven teams below them are separated by two points. <laughs> St Johnston are four ahead of sixth and five behind fourth. It's maybe just that feeling that right. This is pretty much our ceiling, and we can afford a few bad results because we're not going to finish any lower than fifth. I, I, I definitely think it's a mindset thing yeah. because I don't mm. think is there really much between St Johnson's squad and you know Hearts and Aberdeen. But I, I probably wouldn't well, say they, so. They've not fact, lost to either this season. You look at them maybe last or season. On paper, anyway, I don't think it's much. Fourth place was a European qualification. If the cup winner is a, a yeah. team that qualifies already. Um, fifth place isn't there's fifth places might as well be eleventh place uh, tenth place sorry would it not for the um, the money you get extra fifth place is kind of St Johnson there's no doubt and it's a good finish for them fifth place St Johnson fifth best team in the country it's good but the new St Johnson you're looking and you're thinking can they go any higher I don't think so and that there must be um, there must be kind of lapses in, in not concentration but just a bit of a mindset there for them do you think is that giving them an excuse for these poor results they've had at home I, t- I don't know it's 
it's a hard one. I mean, I, I agree to some extent there is a mindset because, as you say, no man's land and we've all got St Johnston doing is consistency. But, I mean, you look at when we compare the squads and there's not much in it, but when you compare the budgets, either, there's absolutely a lot in it. I mean, how, how can St Johnston compete with Aberdeen and Hearts' budget? Obviously, I've not even got to bring Rangers into that equation. So, I don't know. I think they're punching exactly where they should be in the table, as simple mm. as that. I think, I think they're not punching above their weight nor below it. I think, uh, like I say, I think that's that's where they should be in the table, and they're doing that. I mean, in, like I say, maybe when we touched on January or on, maybe one big sign in January is enough to kick them on. But in terms of, if St Johnson finished fourth this season, it's a remarkable achievement. Like, an absolutely remarkable mm. achievement. Don't see it happening. Perhaps it maybe gives them a little chance in the Cups as well, mm. because they can just completely put the focus in the cups of course they won this Scottish be Cup going a couple of seasons before next round unfortunately Hamish so aye well Stenhouse Muir will probably be yeah, <laughs> after they take care of the mechanicals at the weekend um, <laughs> another game final top flight game on Saturday is the early one it's at Fur Park it is Motherwell against Celtic a battle of or no, I can't use top six because that's league tables um, Celtic are 11 wins from 12 in the league do you see any concerns here at all? Is anyone going to come out and say that Celtic are going to struggle here? Come no. on, someone. Well, it's Mark McGee as well, isn't it? So, we'll probably do a 6 0 win here or something. <laughs> Motherwell did. They, they made it difficult for Celtic the last time at Celtic Park. They they certainly defended in numbers, more numbers than they did in the, the Betfred Cup earlier on. Do you see them taking a, a similar approach or will them being at home mean that they have to go out and attack Celtic? No, I, I think they'll go by a really similar kind of line-up to what we saw at Parkhead. And I think that day as well, they had a lot of kind of youngsters on the team as well. Mm. I seem to remember a lot of kind of players from the academy and stuff. Um, so maybe, you know, they'll have more kind of fitter players or, or, or players will be back for that and, you know, can put them in the right positions and that. So... Um, I think it will. I don't think it will be. You know, I kind of joke about it, saying oh, I'll be like six 0 because it's Mark McGee. But like, and I, I'm probably expecting quite a kind of tough game here. I think they will probably sit in and and kind of hope to 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 get Celtic on the on the counter. Um, but um, certainly our defence has been, I mean, excellent. I mean, not conceded, mm. and you know. I don't know what, what the actual record is, but it's, it's quite a while. Seven hundred and nineteen minutes. Since Craig Gordon came, came back, yeah, that was it. Mm. Since the Kilmarnock game, I think it's seven hundred and nineteen minutes. Yeah. Um, it's certainly since Koulibaly's goal in domestic and football. Craig Gordon came on at half. Yeah, time, Devries so. was in nets for that goal. Ross, what's a good result for Motherwell on Saturday? And I want a scoreline. A good result? Yes. Well, anything other than a defeat, I would. I would say. So a one 0 um, defeat isn't a good scoreline. No, because I lost no. the game. Mm. I agree with Ross. Um, I wouldn't say it's a good result losing one 0 What is a what is a um, an acceptable result then? Um, anything other than the score. anything less than four 0 I would say is acceptable for Ross. Well, it's kind of it is to be to be honest. I would argue the other way. You you would you'd be better saying what's an unacceptable result. Yeah, yeah. and it's more. I think it comes more down to performances in these games yeah. for the lower teams. They don't. See if you go and get beat four two or or five two, but yeah. you you put yourself about, you play some good stuff, you show that you can compete. The fans will be happy, but if they get beat one 0 and sit back and concede in the fifth minute and just have one shot on target, they're not, obviously not going to be happy. Thing so. is, Celtic could go and beat any team in that league four 0 You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not that. That is my basis for saying what I said. Is is there a way to to beat Celtic? Then is it? I mean, we're, Celtic are obviously the best team in the league. There's no kind of disguise in that. But 
we don't want to go over the top too much. There are teams who have given Celtic tough games. I think it's Dundee away from home, Inverness, only team to get a result against Celtic in the whole of domestic football this season. Is there a way to get a result against Celtic? And if so, what is the way? I know you're not a, a top flight not, manager, but I should be. No, but um, when it comes down to that, I mean, there's. I was talking again to bring my own personal kind of club into it again. We have a terrible record against Old Firm again. Our best times against Old Firm were under Kenny Shields and Mixo Patterline where we took the game to them. You're obviously a bit more conservative, but you go and attack them. However, when it comes to a Celtic team, there's abs- I can't see any weak links in the team. There was one weak link in it who's now away. Well, who's now not in the starting eleven? It was Doris. Well, Ambrose, obviously. But I mean, De Vries. Um, was always shaky for the minute he came in so you could test him Gordon's I don't particularly have him down he's an excellent goalkeeper now but I think he's a decent goalkeeper and you're not going to embarrass him for 35 yards well it'd be take something really special to do it but I just I honestly don't know how you come up against this Celtic team I think the best way is is to keep it tight but you need to go for it as well uh, I think you need to maybe put a lot in the set pieces Um because I think that's the best time because you're never like, I think Rangers Aberdeen and that you go you play against them you attack them you can hurt them Celtic you're never going to dominate the ball against them under Rodgers there's absolutely no team that's got to go to Celtic in this league and take the game to them and be better than them at it so it's a matter of keeping it tight at the back and I hit them in the counter attack or really putting a lot into set pieces because there's no way man for man that any team has got to come close to Celtic for me yeah, we've, we've heard Ross saying what he thinks is a, an acceptable result for Motherwell. What will the score be, Lewis? And what you say will happen? 3-0. Celtic will win 3-0. Yeah. So, I won't bother asking any That's any of the rest of you. Because Celtic, it's happened already. Celtic, Celtic, Congratulations, Celtic, on your 3 Just nil. record Monday's show, can't we? Celtic 3, Motherwell 0, or Motherwell 0, Celtic 3. That is your top flight lot on Saturday the 3rd of December looking forward to all of that the championship action will already have kicked off by that point though because on Friday night we have for me the second biggest game of the whole weekend and possibly one of the games of the season so far you've got a sellout at Tanadice it's Dundee United against Hibs in the Scottish Ladbrokes Championship it is first against second there are three points separating the two teams there hasn't been a defeat for either team in the last eight in the league and um, this one with the two biggest teams in the league has everything about it to make it a stormer is it a sellout aye apparently yeah, sellout yeah, Friday yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw a thing saying um, Dundee fans will hate me for bringing this up but Dundee United have actually had a greater attendance at their games this season than uh, Dundee have in a lower mm. league I think there's a real, real big feel, feel good factor at Tanadice um, is it going to get even greater Um well, I think it will. I think Dundee United will win that. I th- I think Hibs, we, we've said that they would stroll it, but nobody expected Dundee United to be this good. The, mm. the signs have come in and, and they've worked really, really well. At, um, sorry, Ross, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, I, I tipped them to finish top. Dundee, Dundee United, United, did you? Yeah. Apologies, Ross. Um, and you also a good tip there on air, so maybe the championship is, exactly. is where you should be talking about. Well, Dundee United are second at the moment. Mm. Yeah, but they're still in but we top after the weekend when they put we just work that out five past Hibs uh, four would do the job would it yep. right so Dundee United will be top um, on Saturday morning um, no but there's a real good feel good factor at, at Tanadice um, 
of course there is at Hibs as well, but I just think that the expectations for Hibs are, are greater. I don't I don't know if you would mm. agree with that, but no, I think I, that Hibs need to get out of the division this yeah. season. Dundee United can probably afford to have a good season and show signs that they mm. are and beat um, Dens at yeah. Need to build Seeing these two teams in recent weeks Both playing against Falkirk So it's quite a good barometer to see them against the mm. same team And I think it was back to back weeks pretty much And the difference is massive um, Dundee United At uh, 0-0 82 minutes The fans are applauding the team They're going come on we can get this one There's a real feeling around the club That they're supporting the team and they're dragging the team forward, whereas at Hibs, mm. um, even before John Beard scored that goal for Falkirk, the Hibs fans are right on top of the team. You know what Hibs fans mm. can be like? Really on top of the team. This isn't good enough. Lennon, make the sub, all that kind of stuff. As I say, complete contrast. Dundee United fully behind Ray McKinnon. Even at the club, I got a feeling that things were more organised. I, I don't know how much you read into um, the, kind of, the press. The press facilities went up to scratch. The press... Um, the kind of the staff working in press were were completely flustered at Hibs and at Dundee United. Hibs were a shambles that day. At Dundee United, everything was organised. It was in line. Now I don't know if that has anything to do with the, the football players. Probably not. But you just get a general vibe around the club. And for me, Dundee United are um, they're both for me going in the same direction upwards. But for me, Dundee United are going at twice the speed. I think. Uh, I think Dundee United I think it'll be a draw on Friday after saying all that but um, I think Dundee United yeah, I think they'll win the league as well I've heard Burnley mm. lost uh, McGinn now for uh, he's not got a long term injury perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm certain of he's, that. he's been injured though is, he not? is that not been the thing he's um, been carrying an injury this is pretty embarrassing I probably shouldn't have brought it up without being fully convinced but I'm almost certain the other day and I should have read into it that McGinn had um Picked up an injury and then at that moment in time I go to the Dundee United won that league for me. Uh, that's that's uh, the talisman at Hibs for me. Um, and like I say, if your best player's out for the rest of the season and they're already, you know, kind of like the, the fans are on their back in that, I think, I think you can bet United winning that mm. league now because everything's gone right. He direction. certainly, I don't know if it's the, the surgery he had last week to cure his ankle injury you're maybe right. referring to but um, that that would certainly be mm. I mean John McGinn's a great player for Hibs I massive think, player 8 weeks out apparently uh, what's that? Uh, eight sorry Lewis it says he's out for 8 weeks on the 18th of November there Edinburgh yeah, News so sorry Lewis I, no I was going to say I thought I think maybe just this season in general the bigger issues in that midfield has been uh, you know not having Henderson there and, uh, not really replacing them I don't mm. think I, I think that's for me anyway I, I think the failure to do that's maybe cost them in that, in that mm. role we're going to lay down a marker who said that Neil Lennon uh, Neil Lennon said that mm. is Sca- he Ross? scary stuff um, can't win the big games but I don't think they will no uh, I think Dundee United will win this you uh, sound really unsure about that. Yeah, well, it's it's one of the. It's, I'm going to describe it as one of the ones because it could go anyway. Um, I think Hibs. I always fancy them more at home than I do away, kind of understandably. Um, <laughs> fancy them at neutral. And I fancy United more at home than I do away. Um, I think I think the United will probably win. Um, I think it will be tight. I just think they'll have enough. I think their fans will get behind them. And most of all, I'm hoping it's a good advert for Scottish football. Yeah, live on BT on Friday night. I'm praying that it's a good advert. I think it will be. It'll yeah, be, it will be. Brilliantly, it'll be really good. Really, I'm sure Hibs will have probably a 
couple of thousand, maybe fifteen hundred, couple of thousand. It's a really interesting point, and I know we're a wee bit short for time, but I want to touch on it. If this was a top flight game, you'd probably be looking uh, at no chance, half yeah. the crowd. Mm. Yeah, ah, because they're obviously both yeah. competing for a league title. It's interesting how when you give fans something and you hype the game up and you hype it up as a big game at the top of the league, albeit the second division, that fans like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. What can we learn from that in terms of? Getting fans out to games. Obviously, we can't relegate all our teams to second division. Make the SPL like the or the NFL. Make sure there's something to something to play for in every match. Um, make it like the Belgian league where you can get Europa League playoffs if you finish 14th or something like that. Mm. In fact, I think second bottom still gets Europa League uh, playoffs in that league. So. I think second bottom goes into the relegation playoff. With I think they, they scrapped that. They scrapped yeah. that. I think mm, the but complexities uh, of Belgian football. I um, but I don't know because i was speaking to. Uh, one of my, my my mate's dads, who's a bit older, obviously, and he was a he's a Dundee United fan actually. But he was saying he he would rather have a sixteen team league, not to get into this discussion, but just because he says the quality of football was better because teams aren't all, always under pressure, so they play pressure free football and it's it's better to watch. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. interesting. And when you have seven teams, try to avoid relegation. We're not yeah. going to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it big time that game. I won't get to see it live, but I'm looking forward to to hearing the score come in and looking at the old H-Lights. We've got Dunfermline Athletic oh, the against... The old H-Lights? Aye. Uh, Athletic against Air United, Ross. Um, hmm. That's a that's a tough one to call as well. I'm, I'm maybe going to go draw. a draw. Yeah. Oh, I genuinely no. think I could give you Germany San Marino and you would find a way yeah. to sit in that fence. Um, <laughs> no, I just tipped in the United to win. Right, so you're tipping a draw here. Yeah, I think it will be tight. It's a big game um, down the bottom. It is, but where, where is it, sorry? It's at East Ars. Right, okay. Hmm. Maybe sways me somewhat. I'll go score draw. Um, <laughs> yeah. A 1-1 draw. draw. Do you fancy Dunfermline more at home than you do away, Ross? Yeah, I probably do, but I also think Ayr will, will come up trumps and, and salvage mm. a point. A point probably isn't much use for either team. Or, nah, I wouldn't say it's much use for either team. I think they they're looking, they'll be looking to climb the table now. Air are three points off Queen of the South. Um, so I think they'll be looking up rather than looking down. Obviously, they're, mm. they're, they're a few points away from Dunfermline. So I think Air will be much more focusing on the top half rather than who's below them. Mm. You've still got to pinch yourself when you see St Mirren with four points. That is from 13 <laughs> games in the second division. It is, it's quite incredible. Um is it going to be staying at four this weekend or a way to Falkirk? Yes. Uh, yeah. Aye. Simplest bet of the weekend. Yeah. Oh, Falkirk are one to two. Four to four to seven on McBurkey. Is, is that not like, well, we did think about it, the most amazing price ever. Not literally printing money. Yeah, we had a stunning yeah. victory midweek there, so. Mm. Mm. I suppose Spartans yeah. are about the level of Falkirk. Mm. Yeah. St Mirren were like, four of those goals were belters, by the way, really, really good. What, what was that game like? Eh... <coughs> uh, it was actually a really good game. It was a uh, Spartans didn't look too terrible, but St Mirren four really really good goals. But obviously, it won't. I don't think it'll translate into success in the league. Thanks, Johnny. Will no Connor worries. Park be out? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I'll be out after. Attention. Me and him after after I'm at Steny. I think I think Falkirk will start to to kind of motor on now. They got the victory. Was it the last game was away at United? It was only one 0 but I heard they were they were quite good in that game. You know what? Um, you know what? I'm going to say someone are going to get a draw. Sorry, Johnny. I'm going to say someone will get a point at the Falkirk Stadium. I think this could be the. What are you laughing at? Who laughed there? Not me. No. Joe, 
Somebody laughed. Aye, um, what it was, the, the listeners probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But no, I think I think this could be the the turning point. I think it suits. I think this would be. See, an, see. An to be idea. fair, Falkirk do have a habit of uh, dropping points against kind yeah. of poorer teams yeah. or lesser Ooh. teams. Yeah. Is that the Daddy St- teams? Is that the St Johnson <laughs> bug they've got? Whereas if we've got their glass ceiling, I maybe. I think oh, it's Falkirk's next four games. Obviously, they played Air in their last one, and I think their next four are the bottom half to complete the bottom half. Mm. So I think they've got Queen of South, the Firm, and the Barton St Mirren, and for me, they need to be they looking at winning. I, I don't think they right will, now. but they need to be looking to get 12, 13 minimum. Fifteen yeah. should be the aim from those five games for Falkirk. I wouldn't back against. I honestly wouldn't. Uh, Queen of the South against. Dumbarton at Palmerston, Queen of the South sixth in the league. Dumbarton, I agree with you. Uh, that, uh, that is my tip for the weekend. Yep, is I'm Matt, it's Hammy, yep. Hammy Hotshot tip as well. Four to one <laughs> for that, Dumbarton. Hammy Hotshot. Have you missed all this? Yeah. Yeah, every Just week I pick a, a bet of around three to one or greater. In fact, around two to one or greater, on, usually an away team. Um, that I think will, will surprise everyone. Hammy Hotshot sounds like something off a Dale Winton quiz show. It sounds <laughs> absolutely horrendous. Where is yeah, Dale Winton? I don't know. It's dead. A... Yeah, I, I think when you look. What? He's dead. No, he's not. Who? Dale Winton. Ah, well, it was a kind of joke on uh, Facebook, but I think apparently, um, <laughs> apparently, um, somebody, had to, somebody had to, somebody had to like uh, phone his agent to find out that he wasn't dead. Cause a he star of train spotting mm. as well. I wonder if he'll feature in the second Indeed, one. Aye. Is Maybe. he? Is he on Trainspot? Yeah. Well, well, Dale Winton. Yes, he is. What? Believe it or not, he is. He is. He's on the TV. See when the Renton's in his bed. Aye, when he's in his bed tripping. Um, Big he's on the, some at pool. Yeah. Aye, he's on his bed. Incredible. I've, I've <laughs> actually. You know how you sometimes hear things and you go. I'm actually pleased I know that now. Mm. That that's that's big news yeah. to me. Um about Dumbarton, I agree with you, Lewis. You said yeah. it there. I, I think they will beat Queen of the South. I think Queen of the South are on a irreversible run of form at the moment I had a wee look in the, one of the wee forums after uh, <laughs> after the Albion Rovers game and I, you know, everyone was so down about it and there was people saying oh we're, we're going to be battling St Mirren for relegation we won't <laughs> win in our game this season so uh, yeah that's my kind of hmm. kind of thoughts on that apparently they're just utterly dreadful at the moment so Johnny, correct me here. They won start of the season. Did they not win like five of the first? I think six? they won six. Did not win six in a row. Certainly five in a row. Anyway, they've, they've only won um, five all season now. Oh, have they? Yeah. Sorry, they've only won five in a row. Then they got eighteen points. Looking at the table, but um, yeah, it just seems to be just miserable. I mean, they're beaten by late on. Obviously, Albion get a man sent off in the eightieth minute or something like that. But still conceded to ten man Albion, and it looked like a shambles mm. um, of a performance. Uh, they still took a decent crowd up there, and I still think there's still a little bit of belief. It's just been a bit. It's a bit sad what's happened to Queen of South actually, because mm. you thought they were almost a shoo-in to be fighting for the playoffs, and now they look like they're gonna been a relegation battle as most people predicted at the start of the season very sad certainly league one will rattle through these quickly because we've still got a lot to discuss Albion Rovers Livingston mm. <sighs> tough one um, Albion are on Livingston are a good price 11 to 10 I think but it's just Albion should have that feel good factor going into the game with Celtic obviously it's not for a while yet I think it's 21st of January but yeah they'll be right up for it well like, again it's one of those ones where they could be Knackered after uh, that I happened, think, or I they think could Levy be right up for it. Uh, I think Levy will win. They need a result, Livingston. Peterhead, Airdrieonians. I've got to tip Airdrie. Airdrie. You've right. got to tip Airdrie the way both teams are playing at the moment. Mm. Peterhead just hasn't happened for whatever reason this season. 
Queen's Park Breakin Queen's Park was chatting to Logan earlier today He was saying that it was a good showing from They were ruthless on Tuesday night against Montrose And uh, Breakin have been good but I, Scary, I, Yeah, I, I get the what feeling from you, Livingston? <laughs> I get the feeling from uh, Breakin that they're maybe starting to enter that downward curve That Darren Dodds yeah. predicted um, Draw Yes, <laughs> perhaps. League two are both Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City will win that. Cowden Beef Clyde, a game you're off to, Lewis. I'm uh, making my first jaunt to Central Park. Um, what are I, you expecting? I, 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 don't know, I don't know why I'm even going, to be honest. It's a quite, uh, maybe just kind of perverse kind of pleasure of, of myself to that. I want to go to this kind of game. Kind of sick. No one has ever described a trip to Central Park. That's not right, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's Sorry, I'm, I was saying I had a funny recollection of New York there as I was saying that I was about completely. Yeah, yeah, sorry, no one Center has ever parts. went there thinking. <laughs> yeah, I've completely forgot Aye. the point I was going to make. Perverse. <laughs> Aye, the perverse thing. I, I think quite the one. There you go. Elgin City Montrose who's going to win, Calm. Uh, Montrose. Montrose. Who's that for? That again? Montrose apparently will win. Um, oh no no wait! Did you say Elgin City there? Yeah. I think it's Edinburgh City. Sorry, apologies, uh, Elgin. Yeah. Um, there's also Highland and Lowland League. Those leagues that go on every weekend, they're also happening this week. Um, Scottish, Scottish Cup. Um, one replay. Steny Forest. Hmm. How do you pronounce that? Forest. Forest. Forest, Forest. Forest with T. Yes. Nottingham Forest. But I'm, I'm off to that game at the weekend, so Forest. hopefully it'll be. Uh, I'm actually working though for for Steny, which will be a bit confusing, but uh, uh, especially when I explode in the so press. So do you stand. celebrate? Aye, do definitely. <laughs> I don't care. I'll be running down the bottom, like giving it. Aye, it's, I think Forest have actually got. A, I'm hoping to get a supporters bus organised. So, so maybe 20, taking fifty or sixty. Down. No, well, decent decent support. I think coming. So uh, yeah, we're right up for it, St Johnson away if they win. So, and based off what I've seen from Steny this season, I I, I wouldn't rule it out completely. You feeling um, confident? Uh, I wouldn't say confident. I've looked at they're nearly eight to one there Forest to win, so that should be <laughs> that's Johnny's hot shot. So we're starting up that Forest to win eight to one at Steny. They'll, I mean, they'll probably score though. I well, that's the thing. Defense, but they'll sure. probably both score two goals apiece at least. Like when you think about how bad both defences are. Uh. Yes. Uh, elsewhere on the old Saturday, we've also got Beath Juniors with their big game. The big game has finally arrived. Against Greenock Morton, Ross, I will pass over to you. Yes, we have Thomas Collins, Beef Junior striker, on the phone. So, Thomas, thanks for joining us, first and foremost. No problem, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. So, what's your thoughts going into the game? Obviously, you've had the you've had the week's delay. Um, obviously, it's a massive game for the club. Yep, uh, the week's delay has probably not done us any harm. Um, obviously, the pitch will be in better condition. Um, we had a couple of injuries. Um, Mark McLaughlin, ex-Hamilton and Morton, um, had had concussion. He was probably going to be fit for Saturday, but another week won't do him any harm. And Nicky Docker has also been out with a knee injury, so we'll see how he is tonight at training. So I think the, the week the week extra has done us a lot of good. So you're you're out. Your odds are twelve to one to to win the match. Um, is this difficult to approach for you? I mean, obviously when you're playing in the juniors in the top league, um, you're probably used to attacking teams and. Going for the jugular, whereas you might need to take a different approach against Morton. Is that something you're going to find challenging? Um, no, I don't think it's something we'll find challenging. Um, uh, last season we probably weren't the best, uh, the best side in the juniors. We we had to defend a lot in the cup final as well. We're used to defending as well as attacking. Um, 
obviously Morton will propose a completely different challenge. Um, but I think at our pitch with the, the hill and uh, some Oof. of the other conditions that are present at Bees, I think we can definitely pose a threat and uh, 12 to 1 might be slightly generous from the bookmaker. Mm. And you've talked about as a team, but on a personal level, would you would you rank this as the biggest game of your of your career so far? Um, in terms of level of opposition, definitely. Mm. Um, that'd be great to play against some of these players who have played at a higher level, who will definitely go on to play at a higher level as well. Um, but no, I would still say that the the Scottish Junior Cup final was probably the biggest the biggest day of my career so far. Mm. But this one is definitely up there with the top two or three. And you've got you've got the opportunity as well, possibly to face up against Mark Russell, someone who you went through school with. How yep. how's that going to be? Uh, interesting. I've been on and off the text to to Mark since the draw was made. Um, he's quite intrigued to see to see how the junior standard is. Um, obviously, it's different standard from the side in the park watching it. So he's intrigued to see how we get on. We're intrigued to see how we get on. It'll be great to play against Mark, having having went through school with him as well. Um, it's, it's probably going to be a sellout on Saturday. So, how important have the fans been in recent times? Obviously, a big part of the cup final. You know, you see the you see the highlights from the cup final. There was a lot of beef fans and and at Rugby Park. Um, so, how how important have they been in recent times, and how important are they going to be on Saturday? Um, firstly, on Saturday they'll be extremely important. Um, if they can get down to the park early and they put a bit of fear into the the modern players, um, that would definitely be important. With the fans being so close to the players. At be something you might not get at other grounds. Um, I definitely think that can be important. In terms of their importance over the past sort of, I would say, year almost, um, when I first joined Bees, there was obviously always fans, but since the, the turn of Christmas last year, when we were getting into the last 16 in the quarterfinal of the Scottish Junior Cup, um, the fans have been tremendous. Um, we get a real vocal support. Um, we've had the founding of a new away day bus, um, currently taking about 70 to 80 folk um, to different away games, so mm. I think that's really important and it, it gives the players a lot of support going out onto the pitch. Finally, I'm sure you were watching the draw the other day for the for the next round, maybe not too much focus on that, but I'm sure you were watching, obviously, a home tie if you, if you were to get through against Falkirk, would you say that's pretty favourable, fancy your chances in that one? Uh, let's put it this way, if we can beat Morton, we can beat Falkirk. There you go. That's what I like to hear about positivity. No problem. All right. Thanks a lot for that. Okay. All the best for Saturday. Yep. Thomas Collins there. Absolutely brilliant to have him on. And all the best to Beath against Morton, where he goes up against fellow friend of the show, Mark Russell. They used to play. Um, Do you know they used to play striker together? Even though Mark's a left back. Really? Mm, Should be interesting. Quickly, guys, do they have a chance? And I'm going to hang up quickly so Thomas can't hear hear us (laughs) while we answer. I think they do. I honestly do. I think um, you know we talk about the. He mentioned it briefly. The hill. <laughs> now, honestly, so you're on the line at Beef. It's an absolute shift if you're over that side because you've got this. You've got this hill, and it is. It is. It is pretty big, um, and it does have a have an impact. Whether it's going to have an impact on Morton players, I, I, I'm not sure. But um, it's certainly it'll be an atmosphere they're not used to. Um, it'll be a game unlike any that some of them have played in before. Um, so I think it, everything plays into into Beath's hands. Um, I mean, if it was at if it was at Capolo, then I wouldn't fancy them. But I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to stick my neck in the line and go with Beath. <laughs> you know your junior football, Callum. <laughs> Some would say uh, I, don't, I don't know it that well. I've got a wee interest in it, but I, 
I go with Ross here in terms of like there's absolutely no no way that you know the golfing class has obviously got to be there, but the occasion, I know some say obviously don't play the game, no the occasion and all that, but in regards to, I mean, as Thomas touched upon himself, I mean, the fans are absolutely brilliant at Beath, like, the sports bus has got about, I know the boy that runs it as well, and they're just, they're, they're so passionate about junior football, it's unbelievable, because the boy, well, certainly a front runner on this bus is a Kamalat fan as well, totally just about giving it up, goes to Beath, home and away all the time now, and their fans are absolutely brilliant, and I said the the how there could obviously work in Beath's favour, and like I say, and as Tom starts to point yourself in regards to they not they had to defend a lot anyway. It's not exactly right. It's like the equivalent of Celtic going against Barca when Celtic are used to battering teams all the time. That they need to totally change their style of play. They know how to defend to keep it tight. Fans there, you never know what can happen. Certainly, as we see, all the best, best, the best, all, all best. the best, <laughs> all the best to best at the weekend. Looking forward to it. Um, for Martin. United against, uh, we shout out to Matt Finlay against uh, RIP, against Annan Athletic. Lewis. As dead as Dale Winton, apparently. Um, and we have our title. There you go. Um, aye. Aye, aye. For, for, for Martin, I'll do it. Aye. Why really? not? Be Annan, you're all, all up for the shocks here already. We've got Forrest, for Martin. And uh, be already into the, the fourth round safely. Um, so Wick Academy will be able to take care of Stuller Albion then, Johnny. No. Um, name Johnny. Aye? I'm not. I'm not no. convinced by that. Unfortunately, I, I know Wick have. Uh, they've certainly got a lot of goals in them. They were up at, mm. up at Forest Hill in the season. They were aye. three 0 down after an hour and one five three. So <laughs> it's just um, <clears throat> yeah, they're they're a bit of a weird team. So aye. and they do good in the cup. So maybe quite a Wick front line, don't they? <sighs> And uh, Stranraer. There's 330 to 1 for that treble, by the way. Yep. Fort Martin, Forest Mechanics, and Beef, 331 squid back if you put a pound in it. I think <laughs> East Cobride will beat Stranraer. Stranraer? Yes. I think that's too obvious. I'm going to shout. <laughs> too obvious. Yeah, 6 to 1, too, too obvious. obvious. Aye. That's not going to East are playing the, the top of the world Aberdeen in the next there. round. Yeah. It's not going to be Stranraer, is it? It's going no, to be East We've added East Cobride in. If you put a pound on, you will be getting 1,200... That's, that's uh, 12 pounds. Oh, sorry, sorry. 12,762 pounds and 75 Wick have also been added into that, by the way. Mm. Wick are uh, only 92. Nobody cares about Wick. Wonderful. Looking forward to that. That is your Scottish Cup lot. Loads and loads to get excited about. What has got you most excited, Johnny? Well, Forrest, obviously. Because oh, the kids have a, a big tie with St Johnston, which I think would be massive. Um, I'm looking forward to Saturday. What about you, Ross? What's getting you excited? Be exciting one. Yeah. Right. Oh. The fact that Mark McLaughlin still plays football. He um, told me once that, uh, <laughs> don't worry if I swear at you, I've got, I've got Tourette's. That was his, Jesus, uh, apparently, uh, well, he claimed what, he just, he he's like 50 oh, or something. I don't know. Like, he still gets a boot, all right, he's all right. Which yeah. means he can't have Tourette's. He's at the back with Cannon, wasn't he? No, he was captain for years. Good man, good man. Um, what's getting you excited, Callum? Ah, there's no doubt the tie the rounds beat Morton for me. Absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, if I wasn't going to Rugby Park, I would have tried to get there. But I'd say it would be an absolute terrific occasion. Lots and lots to get excited about, guys. Um, predictions, we will sort them out right. um, after the show. Get them on the old uh, Do some messaging, back- backups as well. messaging service um, and we'll ping them on 
the old uh, the old Twitter and maybe even Facebook as well. Um, <laughs> because I'm getting old, Ross. Um, in terms of the old uh, replacement for <laughs> geezer goals, what are we thinking, guys? Have we got any? Maybe throw this out to the listeners as well. What would you love to see us doing every week in competition? First man standing. First man no standing. Goals. Yes, no know. goals. It's a possibility. I, 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 uh, I know that Yellow cards or something. Yeah, like. I'm. Oh, I'm throwing this out um, to Corners. throwing this out to the listeners. If you've got something. A good kind of game we could play every week. Where maybe every week a player would be going out or something like that. We'll get a winner over the space of about ten weeks. That would be ideal. Because um, if not, we'll go back to last man standing and start that again. And uh, Matt Finley can fly out after week one again. Yes. So thank you very much, Ross Clark, Johnny Clark, the Clark brothers, Lewis Kemp, Callum Scott, for joining me, Hamish Carton, in the studio. Thank you very much, of course, to Thomas Collins from Beath for joining us as well he will be playing football on Saturday against Morton and we wish them all of the best, it would be great to see an upset there, thank you very much to you most of all for listening please keep an eye on the old Twitter and the old Facebook and we will be back on Monday reviewing the action